what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. You, take your shots from afar, I'm gonna meet you at your front door. So hard to be doing what you really meant for beauty. But don't I make it look easy? Don't I make it look good? Hey, you drink up all my liquor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 29, volume 3 of Big Fan, your number one Corona quarantine podcast. My name is Chad East, and I'm a big fan of nurturing women during quarantine, online poker tournaments, and of course, blooming onions from Outback delivered directly to the house. Oh man, I'm a fan of that. My name is Hank Imer. I'm a big fan of quote unquote social distancing from those individuals you don't want to talk to. Turning your back lot into a legitimate 10 year old mountain bike destination and calling in and killing your first turkey of 2020. First turkey, eh? Wow, that is an exciting time, Hank. Before we jump into this uh, wonderful episode of The Big Fan, we have a special guest host tonight that's dropping in for a couple minutes, and she kind of wants to share like her experience so far with uh, COVID-19. Our special guest host tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is Miss Olivia East, the one and only. Yeah, Olivia. yeah, Olivia. Um, I was kind of digging quarantine at first, you know, just hanging out, but now I have a bunch of homework and starting to get a little stir crazy with everybody here, especially old Chad right here. What What are you talking about, old Chad right here? Am I, am I causing you trouble? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> well, please discuss. You're also causing family trouble, apparently, because no one can get on the wi Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, because we are podcasting remotely here, we are by our fine producer, Mr. Moose, he said, look. No other streaming devices can go on during the podcast. So I just had to ask my wife to get off Netflix, my daughter to get off their games. So there's not too many people happy with me right now, Hank. No, and I'm sure your your producer, Moose, is not going to be very happy with you if you don't realize that your 1983 laptop doesn't pick up as well as others. And so when she talks, you better slide that towards her because I would rather her hear her lovely voice than yours. Can we speak to the producer real quick? Moose with a thumbs up or whatever. Did Olivia's voice come through okay? Hey, guys. With this ultimate technology we're using right now, I can actually chime into the podcast. Yeah, she came in just fine. So glad. But she could be close. Okay, got it. So, Olivia, I'm going to ask you, as our special guest host tonight, to scoot a little bit closer to your daddy. I know as a high school student, that's probably very uncomfortable for you right now, but I am... But I am going to hug you. See how close we are? Um, So, Olivia, um, I noticed one thing that you are really, really fond of during this uh, this quarantine time. It's uh, the Nintendo Switch and a new game that we purchased for you before everything kind of hit the fan. It is called... Animal Crossing. So, Hank, Andrew, have you heard about this new game, Animal Crossing, by Nintendo Switch? It is sold out everywhere. You can't find a copy. Basically, I heard you can't even find a Nintendo Switch out there anymore. Y'all familiar? No, I'm not familiar. You got to remember, my 10-year-old son is locked into Fortnite. If it is not Fortnite, it is nothing. I understand. Well, Olivia, can you tell the wonderful audience here what Animal Crossing is? Because to me... It seems very boring, but okay. you might have a different spin on this. Go well, ahead. Well, you build your own little life, your own little town. You're the mayor. It is kind of boring at times, but you have to do these daily chores, and you have to have all this responsibility of managing your town. So it's not just a game. It's also a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, guy. <laughs> it's um, life. So it's life. I asked her the other day, Olivia, what have you done the last hour and a half? She picked radishes. Was it radishes no, or rocks? It was weeds. <laughs> oh, she picked weeds out of her village for an hour and a half. She funny. picked weeds. Virtual weeds, not real weeds. I was like, if you're picking weeds, go out in our front yard and pick some real ones, right? But no. I was getting ready to say, why would you not send her outside? That Your yard will look immaculate. <laughs> no doubt. She did pick up some sticks in the yard, so I got to yeah, give her that. But 
anyway, this Animal Crossings game is kind of like taking the world by storm. Uh, I guess you just build your own little town, whatever way yeah. you want it, right? But it's a way to be connected. So people are doing like virtual graduations on there and stuff. And like weddings that have been canceled. I've seen people do weddings on there. Through the game? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's a little insane, but it works. Aren't these little animal creatures? No, you're a, you're a person. But there are oh, also villagers that are animal creatures. Do they have like a big bash after the wedding, like a reception? People like break dancing and drinking wine? Break dancing. Nobody's break dancing. Animal crossing, sadly. Oh my God. Is there a smaller gentleman that likes to take off his shirt mid dance? <laughs> I think I have to give the game back if that happened. I don't think I keep it anymore. Oh, you return the game if oh, you I saw a smaller so. gentleman break dancing after at the wedding reception. Yes. Yes. Removing his shirt, really getting into it. If it were Michael Jackson or Insync, I'm just saying there could be an animal that does that. I'm not sure. Oh, that's pretty that's funny. That's not family-friendly content, I'm afraid. Yes, yes, yeah, very true, very true. Um, Hank, while we're sitting here, you know, this is the first time, this is our second remote podcast uh, for Big Fan, but it's the first time we've ever broadcast at night, right? This is the first time we're coming to you live at 9 o'clock in the evening on a Thursday, and it's actually the first time I've ever had a cocktail as we broadcasted Big Fan. It's fantastic. I'm doing the same. So what is your drink of choice over there, sir? Well, I'd like to tell you I've I've got multiple options over here, Chad. I've got Pisgah Graybeard, okay? A very nice uh, American IPA. And I also have just a little bit of Bullet on the Rocks. Sounds like a really good start to the evening, Hank. Um, I have... Could be the end as far as I'm concerned. If we can <laughs> Yes, probably so. I'm sipping on my, my standard, which is just a vodka, ice with a little water, and a couple lemon squeezes. And so it's uh -huh. really in the spot right now. Um, Olivia, before we pop into the rest of the, the podcast of Big Fan, is there anything that's, you know, are you what are you missing? What are the things that uh, you're doing different since we've been in this quarantine for the last four weeks? Um, I'm missing all my friends. You know, tough times. Yeah. But... I guess I'm eating a lot. You're eating a lot. Is there? I any? already ate a lot, but I eat a lot more. No. I'm just here the whole day. So. You don't really eat that much, but what is the thing? That, what's your go-to kind of your snack or your food these days? I don't know. Um, goldfish, probably. Goldfish. Do you like me some goldfish? Yeah. Goldfish, oh, crowd favorite over here. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of popcorn, too. Yeah, yeah. Any pickles? I know the East family loves pickles. pickles. <laughs> Olivia doesn't like pickles. Yeah. Is that That's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, well, Olivia, you know, hopefully sooner than later, we're going to kind of get this thing back on track. You know, I've got a real positive feeling that, you know, before long, you're going to be able to see your friends again and, um, you know, hug them and all that fun stuff that we miss because, you know, you're a hugger like me. I, uh -huh. I'm, you're not a hugger. I'm not a big physical contact person. <laughs> hey, Chad, let me introduce you to your daughter, Olivia. Good gravy. I just wanted to, I wanted her to be a hugger. I think maybe I'm the last hugger left in this world, in this quarantine world. I miss a, oh, you know what? I almost wrote a song the other day about hugging. That's how much I miss hugging. You know what? I, so do you remember the song by LL Cool J? Cool J, I need love, right? Remember that song? Right. Yeah. So I, and I was laying in bed. I was like, man. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call telling me I need a hug. So I was going to wrap the whole song about hugging instead of loving. How about that, Hank? Hey, you just, you know what was awesome about that is you changed one word and you think you, <laughs> you, you changed one word. That's all you did. So funny. So funny. Yes, you're right. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not really a good rapper nor a lyricist. I'm just a stealer of people's uh, of raps. Yes, that's what Let's I do. Believe it that you have good memory. That's all you got is good memory. <laughs> so wonderful, so wonderful. Well, Olivia, it's so we're so glad to have you here tonight on the podcast. And Moose, I haven't told you this, but Olivia is really thinking about maybe starting her own podcast, and hopefully with the the help of the Mesh. She and one of her girlfriends who are, are high school students in ninth grade might want to just give a maybe an every other week kind of update of what's happening in the, on the high school scene, if you would be down. I put you on the spot right now, Moose. So, I mean, what do you think? 
I think it's a great idea. Um, we're actually reaching out uh, as a network to a lot of folks right now because of our remote capabilities and all that good stuff going on right now. Um, now's the best time to start your podcast. So if you're interested, uh, you can head over to info at the mesh.tv, leave me an email. I'll reach out to you. Have Olivia send me an email, but copy you in. We'll do it. Absolutely. And that is a transition. And that's a fantastic ad spot right there, Moose. I'm very proud of you. That's why he makes the big bucks, Hank. That's why he makes the big bucks. Oh, we know why. I make tens of I make tens of dollars on the podcast. <laughs> Very good. Well, Olivia, thank you, baby. So, so I'm so happy that you're here tonight. It looks it, it kind of looks like Moose is having like a slushy. I keep seeing him go back to his Yeti and he's like having to, he's like a serpent. He's going ah, 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 like trying to like force something down. Either you have okay, either you have like pudding in there or like, what are you eating? I have a bad ice chewing problem, okay. and I chew ice all the time. That's fine. All right. I was just wondering what you were doing. All right. Question for you, because I have a friend who has the same type of addiction, Moose. She prefers the – okay, they don't eat – oh, man. what is? It's the convenience store, really small pellets. They're not the pellets like you would get. No, it's the hospitalized. Yeah. It's the pellet ice. It's pellet ice is for that life. What you, is that your addiction, too? you got to have that? Of course it is. That's every ice eater's dream is pellet ice. <laughs> and where do you And if you try to get you go to if you try to get a pellet ice machine in your house, you're gonna need a personal loan. I have heard like I've heard in the th- the thousands and thousands of dollars to get a pellet ice machine. Is that correct? One hundred percent. I mean it is I, I don't know what they have the market cornered on that thing and just charge out the whatever they want to for and people pay for it because you know why it's worth it because if you got to get that ice fix that pellet ice fix you go pay whatever just like pookie on uh, new jack city he's gonna do whatever he can he'll sell a turkey he'll sell baby's diapers to get that fixed i don't you know what first taste is always free yeah hey hey that's why they put it high is that demographic is large they just trying to get all the ice eaters out there they know how to eat ice eaters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting all them ice eaters. <laughs> Love them ice eaters. Well, Hank, you mentioned in your uh, intro that, you know, you've got a, it sounds like a BMX bike trail in your front yard now. Tell me a little bit about this. Let's not get it twisted. We're not doing BMX over here. This isn't rad. All right. We got, we got mountain bikes going on over here. So my boy and uh, the Zagaroli boy across the street have been on mountain bike kick for years now Zagaroli is a little bit harder into it but um this this quarantine time I've got two lots behind my house that for the last three years I have spent time and energy just clearing out just because there was underbrush and I've been killing stuff and it's finally to the point where it's clear right are you real rich you have two lots behind your house that you own you rich son of a bitch let me let me tell you something. I got two lots that nobody wanted, and I was willing to pay taxes on, so they have, I gave them to me. Okay. All right? All right. So I got these two lots behind my house, and we've cleared them out. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why I bought them in the first place. Is you know my boy got bit by a copperhead when he was two years old, right? Scary. That thing. lot. That lot back there was like the the temple of doom. There was more snakes back there than anybody to deal with. So what I did is I I bought them for my son's health. Thank you for bringing that up. And I cleared them all. And to this day, my lot comes downhill. Those lots come downhill and they meet in the middle, right? So it's from the street behind me, you've got a descent. From my house, you got a descent. So these two in the quarantine have decided to take rakes, shovels, wood, and just carve out a track. So from my house, they come down the right side of my house. They cut behind my retaining wall. They go under the treehouse. They come back, hit a jump, and then they cross this ravine on a um, on a bridge that Charlie Zagaroli and I built. I will give credit to Charlie Zagaroli, who is a master woodworker. I did a lot of 10% on that, but it was a critical 10%. All right. I did holding. I did some cutting. It was critical. But 
other side, what we've decided to do, we've got wood berms, like a rod wall, okay? Like a rod wall, right? Yeah. We've got stuff we're jumping off of. we got a teeter-totter. It's it's getting real. I don't think you could ride your bike on this course. Well, there is no way I could ride my bike on that course. But, I mean, this sounds like we're getting close to professional status over here, brother. It's getting close. And I, I was hesitant to even talk about it on the – on the, the big fan because, you know, I don't want the liability of these suckers rolling up and try to drop in on a course that they have no business being on because, you know, yeah, you you're trying to do a wall ride. You will have cats from Longview and all over the place just popping over to your backyard. And before you know it, you're going to be, it'll be 730 in the morning. You'll have like 43 kids in the backyard just, you know, popping wheelies and doing ramps and stuff. I'm going to be sitting on my back deck having coffee, and they're going to say, oh, man, get it back inside before I break your hip. <laughs> well, that's fun, man. So that's one of the things you're doing during quarantine time, I guess. You're building up bike ramps and uh, uh, bike parks. Anything other interesting things you're doing uh, during the time? Well, you know, uh, we can get back to the turkey, but – you know, I, one of the things is, you know, turkey season started. Well, let's go ahead and jump on that. I've got two things I want to talk about. You know, turkey season comes once a year in the spring. And it really comes down to this is the mating season for the males. And there you go. There you go. All right. So they're ready to get it on. Let me just say that. All right. So. The thing is, is one a, a smart man once told me, if you can make a turkey, turkey thinks of three things, girls, food, and me. If you can get him thinking about girls, he doesn't care about the other two. Just, so, like, us. Just like us, right? Yep, right. So what you end up doing is you go down, you get in a blind, you put out two, de- you, you put out decoys, okay? You put out other turkeys, fake turkeys, okay? Early in the morning, I get up, 5 o'clock. I end up getting in my car. I drive to um, a piece of property about 20 minutes away, grab these decoys. I grab a male and female pair. So it's a mating pair. So you have a girl that's laying on the ground mm-hmm. and on the ground, male on top. Then I put another female about 10 feet from her. Do you know what this does to a male that walks up on this cat? So that the male, the guy that I put on him was an adolescent male. They're called Jakes, okay? They're called Jakes, right? The big guys are Toms. When a Tom comes around a corner, sees a Jake with two women, and he doesn't have any, you don't think he gets hot? Mm. Right? Keith Sweat. Is key sweat music going on in the background as like this this decoy setup is is happening? So so imagine this. I'm sitting at six o'clock. I get in that blind. It's dark. About six forty, I hear this boy, this this man turkey, start going at it because he's coming off the roost and he's trying to find a woman. Right. So what do I do? I hit my box call. Let him know I'm a pretty young thing and I'm right around the corner. Right. So he starts calling to me. I start calling to him. It goes on for about an hour. He gets quiet. So the rule is once you're calling, you feel like they're coming towards you. You you just shut up. They're coming. Right. He's coming to find this girl. So next thing you know, I'm sitting there. This guy comes out of the right corner of my eye and he is beeline for this Jake. He is not happy with this cat. He's got two girls. He doesn't have any. He blouses up, which means he, you know, he shows his feathers. He's looking cool, right? He walks around him, jumps up, kicks this cat in the head. <laughs> kicks him square in the head. Doesn't phase the Jake. He gets a little perturbed, puts down his guard. Boom. Turkey goes down. Hank Eimer, first turkey of the year. Wow, Hank. Congratulations. Buddy. I'll drink to that. Congratulations. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of like romantic, these little turkeys. Like, you see any, like, romance in the air when they're doing this stuff? What's happening? I really want to know, the like, the in and outs of turkey porn, if I could. Can you elaborate? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happens. The funny thing is, is the big guys who've been there around, around there for three, four years, 
they know they they know not to mess around. They they're looking for a discerning woman that will come to them. They don't have to go get their woman, right? Gotcha. The Jakes, who are the young guys, they're hitting everything they can, boy. They're hitting geese. They're hitting ducks. They're hitting everything they can. All right. They're like a 16-year-old boy. But I'll tell you one thing. If you get them thinking about a woman and you show them a woman, everything else goes blank. All right. I've not grown up a hunter, but there's a there's a special thing when you hear that turkey gobble at 630 in the morning. It'll make your blood curve. Wow. That's pretty exciting You're, stuff, man. Man, was a hunting show, did you? <laughs> yeah, this is, you know, I'm not a hunter. I am definitely not. A, I'm more of a lover. I'm more of a lover than a hunter. Right. Right, Hank. Yep. So I've never even been hunting. I don't even think it's ever think I've even seen a turkey. You know, I've never seen a live turkey. I've seen a turkey on Thanksgiving dinner on the table, but I have not seen a live turkey. So I just was curious if the turkeys ever sang, I don't see nothing wrong with a little <laughs> gobble grind. What do you think, man? You think? I don't know. I don't know, but I got two turkey feet sitting in my downstairs refrigerator with a, a, a turkey tail in there, too. So if you want to come over and see that, you can. I think I might pop by and see that. So what are you going to do with that turkey? You going to, like, I guess, cook it up or whatever you do to a turkey? Oh, yeah, we're going to make turkey nuggets. I will tell you, though, that not everybody's a hunter, and that's okay. That's good. And, you know, we're going to eat the turkey, so it went to good – you know, it, it died for a good reason. My little boy for the last year has been – working on a shotgun he's on a 410 then he went to a 20 gauge and he's feeling good about it the day before the hunt we went out friday and he was shooting his gun to make sure he felt good with it and he looked at me he's like i can't do it man yeah. i can't i can't kill something yeah and i he was like are you mad he was like but you really want me to go and i was like i don't care if you go buddy if you don't want to do it you don't have to do it and i mean i understand that there's people out there that don't want to do it and that's fine but you know like politics is i understand his side and he understood my side that's absolutely. it hey everybody's a different opinion absolutely man that's what makes life so wonderful if you know you don't want to do it hey more power don't do it you don't have to do it yes absolutely don't judge me for doing it that's it there you go buddy there you go well congratulations on the uh, turkey hunt that sounds pretty exciting uh maybe i can pop on one of these uh little little i like to get in a blind I'd like to get in a blind with you, Hank. Can you drink bourbon in a blind? What do you do while you wait on the turkeys? Yeah, hey, we can, we can, we'll, we'll go on an afternoon. This is what we'll do, Chad. Let's do before the next podcast because turkey season ends May 15th. Okay. Let's meet, go out to our property, sit in a blind. We won't even take a gun. All right. Okay. We'll call them in. We'll, we'll see what those cats do to those decoys and you can report back. Turkey porn. I love this. This is great, man. This is this is new. <laughs> we started a new a new trend, brother. Turkey porn. Good. All right. Hey, I'm I'm glad to be part of it. I guess I don't know. I don't know. If I like my role in this. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yes, it's like you're. Uh, yeah, you're. I don't know what you're doing. Hey. Yeah. Go well, ahead. Hey, before I before I went to that one, I was kind of thinking a little bit. You were talking about activities and stuff like that. We talked a little bit about this the last time we were on there, but I feel like two weeks has allowed me to really evaluate kind of my day-to-day -day activity. And, you know, I'm still going to the office every day. I know you've got a kind of a, a schedule that's similar to your regular schedule. I mean, you go into work, but not not as frequently. You're doing stuff from home. I, uh, mine's I'm more there every day. Yeah, we're there every day. Okay, but but I'm saying your office isn't there all the time. Like, everybody isn't there, correct? Yeah, stagger schedules, you're right. Yeah, right. So, you know, you start to look at your activities a little bit differently. You've got, you know, you've got time on your hands. And what activities have you done in the last two weeks that maybe you haven't done in the last two years that much? You know, like... Like, I'll tell you right now, with, like, Harris on that bike in the backyard, I'd get on my bike once a month. I'm on that thing every day now, right? I'm in that back lot. We're riding. We're grinding. We're building. So biking's been kind of a big thing. Walking's been a big thing. We're cooking more. Yes. Um, we're probably drinking more. 
right? Some, some may be, yes, some may be. Some may be. What are some of the things you're uh, you're getting into more that maybe maybe you didn't think you were getting into? Well, Hank, I'm not a very handy person. You know this. We've discussed this many times. You know, when it comes to uh, doing handyman chores around the house, you know, something as easy as like taking a screw out of the wall. You know, maybe, you know, when you want to replace the light switch outlet, it's got two screws and you pull them off and you put, put, punch another little, uh, that little frame thing that goes over the uh, light switch outlet. I'm not even yeah. really good at that, brother. But I'll tell you what I did because I love my daughter so. And uh, I painted a room by myself, Hank. I painted. I'm not good with the paintbrush. I'm not good with any kind of manual labor. But my daughter and I, last Sunday, Easter Sunday, remember when the big storm came and it was pouring down rain and all that stuff here in Hickory? We painted her room, and my wife was basically saying, there ain't no way y'all going to get this thing done. You can't do it, Chad. You're not a painter. You're not good at this. I was like, watch me go. I want you to watch me go. So we locked ourselves in Lucy Rose's room for five and a half to six hours and painted her room. And by God, it looks fabulous. 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 One color, Hank. We painted an accent wall another color. Two paint colors in one room. I was blown away that we did that together. And the greatest thing ever. Jennifer didn't even walk in the room because she know if she were to walk in there like normally she would me and uh, Jennifer probably yell yell at each other but with Lucy Rose and I doing it we kept encouraging each other like hey you put that blue tape on pretty straight Lucy Rose and she said hey Dad you didn't spill too much paint on the floor we were encouraging <laughs> each other man it was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, got it done. I mean, not, I mean, I had some pain on my face, my arms, a little bit on my shirt, but for the most part, man, it was, it was amazing. Amazing. Amazing things happened during quarantine, brother. That does sound amazing, man. Who was, uh, who'd you bring over to paint the top of the wall? We didn't paint the ceilings, Hank. And uh, I have a step ladder. I'm saying the top three feet of the wall. I have a step ladder, Hank. Um, I know you're trying to make some jokes over here and, you know, I don't think that's very funny at all, but uh, I took care of the top area and Lucy Rose took care of the bottom area and we got it done together as a team. Hey, that's it. That's good stuff. Have you painted lately? When was the last time you painted? What? Uh, What? I'd probably say maybe 90, 98. Yeah, probably about 98. 98. No, I haven't. I haven't painted lately either. So, I mean, that's something that I refuse to do. But you, I think in our last podcast, I think I was telling you, my house, I got, I got 35, 40% of my house gone right now to remodel. You are so, still living in a uh, half, half livable house right now? I, there has not been anybody in my house since our last podcast. My bathroom, I wish that, you know what? We need to go, Moose, we need to go video next time. Because I could walk around my house. I could have already shown the turkey feet. I could show my my bathroom that's down to studs. You know, it, it is. A, Reagan and I were talking about it the other day. We are living in about 600 square feet. Jeez. And that's a good thing, Chad. How is your pay, pantry situation? Because I know you like to eat a lot of snacks. So is that that 600 square foot, does that include the pantry area where you keep all your, your snack foods that you just, you know, you grub on a lot? 400, about 400 square feet of that's pantry. <laughs> Love it, buddy. Love it. Very good. Very good. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, I, I did hear one of our friends who's a, a loyal listener to the podcast. I told him that we were doing it today and he said, hey man, maybe you'll drop this on him. Did you... I would like for you to venture a guess on how much Amazon over the last month averages making a second money. How much money do they make a second? Just a second. Five million dollars. A second, Hank. A second, dude. Toilet paper. Toilet paper is three million of it. (laughs) Amazon averages making eleven thousand dollars. A second, and that's, 
That's not, that's low. I'm that's not, low. <laughs> do the all right. Do the math. Do a minute. So do eleven thousand times sixty. I'm not really good at math, nor do I have a calculator in front of me. But so sixty seconds make up a minute. In one minute, if they make eleven thousand dollars a second, what do they make, Hank? You're you're getting ready to make yourself look real dumb here. So I would, I would back down. Just just say it's eleven thousand a second. Yeah, that's a lot of money moving forward. Hour, Hank, and then you make the hour turn into twenty-four hours. So what do they make a day, Hank? I'm telling you, it's numbers that are just beyond our comprehension right now. We're talking about you know, three million. Talking about alien stuff, Hank. Alien stuff right now. It's going on. But anyway, I just wanted you. I mean, and also, how brilliant is this guy? This guy really doesn't even manufacture anything. He just figured out a way to be able to get it from one place to another and create an e-commerce site where people can order it easily. He doesn't even make anything. This dude is a genius. Bezos, right? God dang. Yeah. Let me get yeah. out of this dude. I wouldn't mind. You think he's cool? You think Bezos is cool? Like if you had to have No, a- I think he's No, I think he's probably an awful human. And I think his wife who his wife and him, you know, got a divorce uh last year. And uh, I think she is so excited about that scenario. She's walking away as one of the most paid women on the planet. And she is, I guarantee she is saying, deuces, I'm out. I think, I agree with you. I think she was probably the happiest person in the world when she found out her husband is cheating on her with some other lady. I bet she was, I bet the smile on her face Dude, it would light up the sky. You know, she was just so gosh dang happy. Oh, this this lovely lady. I, I would like to have a drink with her. I'm probably much more than Bezos. Hey, I'll tell you right now, I guarantee she was like, oh, man, I'm getting divorced from Bezos. Oh, why what a calling me right now. Why, you know, why is this pro athlete calling me right now? <laughs> I can't hide that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yes. So Bezos sitting on your Christmas card list for next year, but maybe his ex-wife is. Right, Hank? Let's go ahead and make a note of that. Let's send her a Christmas card, okay? We're going We're going to write that on. Write that down. Well, another activity, Hank, that uh, I have started participating in that I have not done, I haven't done this activity probably since it's heyday and maybe mid 2000, let's say 2005, 2006. Do you remember when the online poker craze was hitting the world and, you know, everybody would pop online to Bodog poker or party poker or whatever. And you'd pop in five bucks when it was legal and you'd be able to play online with people all across the world. And sometimes you'd win most of the time you would lose. Do you remember how easy that was? Do you remember those days? Dude, do you remember when Carson, my brother-in-law would come in town and he'd have his laptop and he would sit on my couch and I would have my laptop and I'd sit two feet away and we'd be at the same table and we would think that we would rig the system because I had Jack Queen and he knew I had aces and he would fold and people would be like, what? And then the computer was like, what? Yeah, we're getting kicked off. Oh, that's so funny. Did you ever make money doing that? That's, that's a, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this. Did it ever work to your favor like you actually would win money? Can you see my face on FaceTime? It, it's blocked out right now. I don't know too much stream. Have I ever won? Have I ever won against a computer? Hell, Hell no. no. I, guess, I think that's computer the answer. Always wins. Yeah, that's the answer by 99% of all humans who have played online poker, nobody wins. But that's so funny that y'all even tried to rig it and still couldn't win. Hilarious. Well, anyway, long I love story. it. Do I, I listen? I love it. I love it that one time I had aces, right? All in aces. Ace comes out on the flop. Okay. I'm like, how how does this lose, right? Yeah. Next next one comes out. It's like like a king. I'm like, oh, now the guy with two kings thinks he's got this. Yes. We're all right. Yes. Next one comes out like I something something else, right? Other guy had two aces. I was like, what? Carson, are there five aces? I was like, are there five aces? This is how I knew that that system was rigged. I lost on double aces. 
with an ace flop on the river. Dude, this is impossible. So there were five aces in the deck. Five aces in the deck. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's why I don't trust online poker. Oh my god, that's the best story. Especially what you just did, especially what you did last week. So yeah. tell the tell that okay, so you know the, the worst thing for Chad is that during this quarantine, before the quarantine, Chad used to put on a poker game that used to supplement his income because he used to stay up long enough and wear you down. So I would always win early, tons of money, but Chad would not let you leave. He'd lock you to a chair and you would just wither under the pressure to stay up till three, four o'clock in the morning. And then once you lost your money, he would gladly walk you to your car and say, thank you for coming. So Chad, with the uh, diminishing income I'm sure he's getting, has decided to pull together an online poker game. So Chad, tell us how it went. Well, so far so good, Hank. Um, of course had, it did. <laughs> we've had uh, several tournaments and it's pretty cool. We, we set it up where we're just playing for uh Pretend money online, you know, through one of these sites. And it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, just on the side, we just do some, you know, very small stakes just amongst us. So there's really no money that's transferring if you kind of get my drift. Wink, wink is what we're saying here. So anyway, we had our first tournament last Tuesday and um, a couple little snafus. Like sometimes the 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 online site would, if we had nine players, it would, we were in the middle of a hand and it would kick for the players to another table separate and you'd have to play a couple hands and then it would rejoin you all together back to nine. But anyway, long story short, uh, beside that little snafu, everything is kind of played exactly as I imagined where I win. Yeah. The majority of the tournaments, Hank, it's going pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So a good friend of ours decided to put a zoom meeting together um, during the first tournament. And uh, he told me that it was comedy because some people wanted to be on camera, some didn't. You know, we have some friends that are absolute comedians and they want to be part of it. But he said that uh, the moral of the story is, is that um, he could tell who was pushing people around and who was uh, trying to be the, the the alpha at the table. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it, it didn't surprise me what he said. What did he say? I'm just saying it didn't it didn't surprise me that uh, some people were trying to be more forceful than others. But you know what is uh, I'm sure good, clean fun, like you say, good, clean fun. The greatest part of this is so the, the plan was, hey, this is this new technology. Let's do let's mess around. Let's this will be a time that we can all see each other and spend a little time. Uh, we're social social distancing, but still doing some things together. And so it started out. We're going to do it once a week, right? And we're going to start the games early. And we're going to start the game at 8, and the game will be over at 9.30, and that's it. Call it a wrap. That's it for the night. You're saying this this, this is about fellowship is what you're telling me. That's exactly what it is. It's about fellowship. Let's communicate together. Haven't seen you in a while. It's so good to see your face. We've got music playing in the background. Who really cares about the poker? It's about all of us being together, right? One game, once a week, start at 8. It's over at 9.30. Guess what it is morphed into? Four games, starting <laughs> at ending at 2.30. Yeah, so the last game or last tournament we had ended at 2.15 in the morning. And, uh, you know, the fellowship and all this stuff is just completely out the window. Everybody just wants to win this poker tournament. But it's still, a, I mean, we're having a blast with it. It, it has been a ball. And I, I look forward to you uh, participating with us on the next one which might be right after this podcast. I will be there. The reason I couldn't be there at the first one is I was watching, um, and I know we we probably want to talk, we've been talking about things that we've been doing a lot of. I don't watch a lot of movies. You know I don't watch a lot of movies. Yeah. And uh, our friend Michael Banks, who was doing the Zoom, said, hey, you got to get on. But Harris and I were watching A League of Their Own for the first time. Harris had not seen A League of Their Own. Oh. And so, you know, I love that movie. Great movie. And, I just couldn't pull myself away. But, you know, movies are kind of a funny thing because I don't get to watch a lot of them, and I've been watching a ton of them. So give me an idea of kind of what – is it mostly comedies? Are we going with some serious dramas? 
What are you watching, Hank? Is it, you're right. You're not typically a movie dude, but now COVID-19 has got you locked in. What are you watching? I'll tell you the three movies I've watched in the last four days. I've watched A League of Their Own, Major League, and Ford vs. Ferrari. All kinds. Of, so two baseball movies and an auto racing movie, right? Is that a sports theme that you got going on over there? I don't know. That Ford vs. Ferrari is a pretty sweet movie if you haven't seen it. I have not seen it. I did hear some really good things about it. But Major League, you know, that's a top 10 sports movie of all time. League of League of Our Own, I, that might be top 10 too. So that's some good choices there, fella. It's a great movie. You know, what we've been doing over here, because uh, I'm just a sucker for, you know, when we get into a, a pandemic, it makes me want to think about all the end of the world movies. And so I made my girls struggle through a lot of end of the world movies. And when I'm talking about end of the world movies, I'm talking about like whether it be zombies, you know, there's a virus and zombies overtake the earth or aliens come down or like an asteroid destroys our planet. And so we've watched probably five of these end of the world kind of, uh, you know, uh, Armageddon and, and, you know, end of all life for humans over the last two weeks. And I've got a list, Hank. And, um, can I share this list with you and you tell me which ones you've seen and which ones you would rank on the Hank's hierarchy, the top, oh. four, if you will. Okay. Are you ready? I will. Let's, let's do this. All right. So um, I'm just going to go through a top 10 list of uh, some of the ones that I, I wrote down here. So Mars Attacks, if you remember Mars Attacks, that's the animated movie about the aliens from Mars came down. Pretty hilarious movie. Have you ever seen it? I have. It's ridiculous. Back, back. Yes, so so funny. So we've got Mars Attacks. We've got Independence Day, not the new version, but the old version, Will Smith, where he's just killing aliens left and right. We've got Contagion. We've got Outbreak. We have I Am Legend. We have A Quiet Place, which we watched last night. We have Deep Impact. We have the movie Armageddon, who's got the song in it by, uh, what's the name of the band? Oh, God. How can I forget the name of the band? Liv Tyler. It's it's yeah. um, Aerosmith. 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 So probably, I don't know if you remember four podcasts ago, was the top three love song of all time, which I hate that song, but there you go. We also have This Is The End, which was supposed to be kind of a funny movie. We have also, um, the what's the other uh, Asteroid movie? No, it was the one with Brad Pitt. It's World War Z. Do you remember? You remember that one, World War Z? No. Zombies take over the world, just kill everybody. It's just really scary. But anyway, that's my top ten list. I'll give you my top five. Do you have any other ones to add to this list? Listen, let me let me remind you. In seven sentences I said before. I am not a movie guy outside of. So I do watch some of these movies, but every one that I would pick, if you were to say, hey, end of the world one, the only one I'd add to that is like Gremlins. I mean, hey, that was the end of the world. Those, those cats were fighting for their lives. That could have been, they could have taken over the world. If water got, if, if there was water spilled on some of those things, those little Gremlins, they would have taken over the world. You're right. If a Magwai would have got in the ocean, it would have been <laughs> If that movie would have taken place at the beach, it's over for all mankind. It is yep. over. Yep. <laughs> gremlins in Wilmington, it's over. So gremlins at Lake Hickory, forget about it. We're dead. We are. Everyone's dead. dead. Everyone's dead. That's an end of the world movie. I'm, I'm putting gremlins down on the list. That's, that's, that's outside looking in. That's outside so looking in is gremlins. So funny. Well, um, I'm going to start at three and then I'm going to go three, two, one. Okay, Hank. I know you probably haven't All seen right. a lot of these, so I'm going to go with this. So my number three movie, end of the world scenario was Outbreak. Outbreak scared the living hell out of me. Outbreak was about very similar to today's time. Instead of a bat, a monkey got infected with this virus. And all of a sudden, you know, half the world has got this monkey virus that makes your eyes pop out of your socket and you literally die within about about three hours of, con, um, of of catching this virus. Really scary and shoot, to be quite honest, you know, really 
really realistic, Hank. That's why it scared me so. Outbreak, have you ever seen it? I, I have seen it. It's with Dustin Hoffman, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't. So the reason I didn't put that in my top three is Tootsie is not going to be in my the guy that played a woman in Tootsie is not going to be the end of the world guy. Okay. You, you hear me? You so hear what I'm saying? I'm digging exactly what you're saying. And furthermore, let me add to this, which makes my choice of outbreak number three, a terrible choice. The little monkey in friends was the monkey in outbreak. So you can't be very scary if you're Ross's pet monkey and also the monkey in outbreak. Am I right? Sure. Yeah, I- no, you're exactly right. You can't you can't show me the same monkey that's scratching people in Cambodia is the same person selling espressos in Central Perk. Oh, so true. So true. So let me mix outbreak. Thank you for clearing that up, Hank. Thank you for making me see the uh the light there. Thank you very much. So number two of my end. Oh, let me let me let me give you my three first. Oh, I'll give you okay, my give me three. Give me three. Yes, sir. Go, please. My, my three, you know, obviously Gremlins is outside looking in, but my three, Armageddon, okay? The only reason I have this is this is an awful movie. Awful. Okay? Brett, I mean, you know, you have um, Ben Affleck, who, if he just, you know, he, the, the guy's a terrible actor. Have you seen his back tattoo? That dragon that he has on there? That is that is of his acting career if you are willing to put that on your back as your badge guess what you're screwed you're not going to win anything from this point forward that cat in in the lead actress Liv tyler what has she done since then it's awful but when those sweet some bitches were on that asteroid and they had to go 600 feet to the core and bruce willis was ahead of the whole gang. You know what? I was in it. I was feeling it. <laughs> you know, diverting from end of the world movies, best Liv Tyler movie ever. This is an easy one, guys. Got that thing you do. Remember that? The O'Neaters. That thing you do. The O'Neaters, right? Liv Tyler <laughs> stood out. She was a shining star in that movie. Liv Tyler, got to give it up to you, girl. How you feel? No need. All right. Two, what you got? Okay, so number two. This is one that, uh, man, I saw this in the theater, and I actually have not seen it since I saw it in the theater because it really moved me so. But it was I Am Legend. It was the Will Smith where literally it's just him and his dog. Do you remember this? And I'm a dog lover just like you. And so during the day, the zombies would not come out. But at night... You know, so he could go around and gather food and everything. But at night, he was the last human being on the face of the earth. And he was a brilliant scientist and a brilliant doctor trying to find the uh, vaccine so he could, you know, get the earth to back where with, with humans instead of zombies. Do you remember this movie, Hank? It's uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and break the secret here is it's my number one. Oh, wow. Because I think I think that that movie you know, it's terrifying to feel like that that's the end of the world. When he drives, he's driving down, I guess they were in New York, and he's driving down the street, and he's driving that expedition, flying down there, he's got his dog, and that he looks down that road, and that mannequin is standing there that he talks to every day in that grocery store, and you know those guys had put it out there that night to goat him to come out there? Yeah. That was a great part of that movie. But Unbelievable. This goes to show you, I Am Legend is my number one end-of-the-world movie, which tells you there's not a lot of selections in this category. <laughs> I'll tell you what my number two is. Well, so you save your number two for right after me as I choose my number one. Hank, my number one end-of-the-world movie of all time, and I will tell you, it really is because of one scene and one scene only. Our president of the United States during this movie was Morgan Freeman. And what has happened during this movie? There was a huge asteroid getting ready just to clank, just to destroy the, the world. And the brilliance of uh, humankind comes together and we figure out a way to divert 
the asteroid where it still hits the east coast of uh, of America and it kills millions of people and destroys New York City and Washington, D.C. and all this stuff. But because we are humans, we come together and we survive. There was a scene. The movie is called Deep Impact. And the scene is the, ast- the first asteroid hits. And Tia Leone is sitting on the beach with her dad. And this tsunami comes up like a bat out of hell, brother. And it's, it scoots back miles and miles in this wave about 200 feet tall. You know, do you know what movie I'm talking about here? Deep Impact? I do know what movie it is, but I elected not to see it because it looked awful. Yeah, well, I saw it three times in the theater. So Tia Lee and her dad are standing on the beach because that's the that's where they grew that's where she grew up together and her memories with her dad. And to see the tsunami knock the hell out of them at the end of the movie, dude, it is worth the price of admission, brother. A two hundred foot wave takes Tia Leone and just turns her into bits. And that's terrible to say. But that was the best part of the movie. The second best part of the movie is Morgan Freeman gives this rousing speech to all earthlings, all humans that are left on the world like, the waters did come, but we persevered. The fires did come, but we extinguished them. We are humans, and we will survive. How is that for Morgan Freeman right there? That's the worst Morgan Freeman voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Come on, that was good, right? We are. No, that sounded like that 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 sounded like a a, a raspy DJ. <laughs> Somebody or DJ has been smoking way too many cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, like con, con, the guy that would work like a, a seventy year old birthday party, and he'd have a, a Winston, and it would have like a, an ash that was like three inches long. Hey guys, so, Ocarina hey. up next. Dun, 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 dun. Right, right. That guy, that guy, that DJ. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. That speech was like uh, Tim Tebow esque, right there. It really was. It really got him riled up. Um, Thank you. So for my number one, um, was I am your number two. I was kind of thinking, would you know? Th- this is how ridiculous this whole uh, like compartment of movies are. Would Sharknado be part of this whole thing? <laughs> I mean, how can I leave this off the list? I cannot believe that Sharknado is not it, but it is not my number one. I mean, not it is not my number one. My, I'm going back to my number two. And my number two, I'm going to tell you what my number two is, okay? There is a number two movie in this whole thing that you said at the beginning when we went through about 10 of these shows. My number two gets down to the grit of the American people. You know what? We get down to a catastrophe and we have an enemy. And who's going to take us there? Who's going to take us there? A Navy pilot with a stripper girlfriend. That's who we're going to rely on. Okay? We're going straight to Independence Day. We've got the president. We've got a guy, a drunk, that is spraying chemicals on crop fields. We've got a special missions pilot. And they are all getting communicated with by a stripper on the ground with her dog and her son. It's unbelievable that you would leave Independence Day off your list. Oh, so true. You're making me. Oh, I forgot about the drunk crop duster. And that just because of him and the stripper, dude, it's got to take the place of Outbreak. I'm moving Outbreak out and moving in or Independence Day in. Thank you, Hank. For enlightening me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because that should not be denied. Because if the end of the world is going to happen, we need all hands on deck. We need strippers. We need (laughs) drillers. We need printers. We need producers. We need everybody to get on that front line. And Independence Day really painted a good picture. You don't know who's going to be the man up front. And you know what? Next president could be, I don't know, somebody that's dipping cones at Circus Hall of Cream. Who knows? Who knows? Worst scene of the whole movie. You remember where Will Smith opens that the alien spacecraft crash and he opens up the door and he's like, he knocks the alien out. He says, 
yeah, sucker, or something just so terrible. Like, got you, sucker. I mean, yeah. terrible. Then he walks away with his parachute. Like, he's going to reuse the thing. He's got the parachute still hanging from his back. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yes. Well, Hank, hey, man, great choices there, buddy. Um, I, I'm really impressed. You you know your end of the world movies, buddy. You know your end of the world movies. And, you know, next time we do this, when the next uh, Corona comes around, probably next about, about nine months from now, we will put gremlins in there. We will put gremlins in there for sure. You know what? I'm just going to go on record that I think the deeper we go into this uh, this podcast, I'm not sure what your first part of the day held, but I, I think we got a little bit of uh, a special Chad coming into this episode. I think you played. Did you not tell me you played golf? Yes, played a little golf this afternoon after work. Uh, yep, sure did, Hank. And I won again, Hank. I win again. Nobody cares about your win. I'm just saying you're a little bit, you, you've got a little bit more personality and it's probably coming from that cup you're drinking out of. So I appreciate <laughs> Moose. We might need to move this to the evening every night because he's a little bit funnier tonight. <laughs> well, that was, I was going to say, I, I appreciate the production value. I was going to say the same thing about you, Hank. I mean, you seem to have a little bit more spark tonight, buddy. A little bit of light shining uh, through these, these airwaves tonight, friend. Well, you know what? Cream rises to the top, Chad. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the party. Absolutely. And before we leave, Hank, because we're almost up against it right now, but um, one of our favorite sitcoms for the last 10 years ended last week. Uh, the sitcom is Modern Family. Were you a fan of Modern Family? Yeah, like, you know, I, I didn't watch a ton of it. Every time I did, it was hilarious yeah. and I uh, appreciated it. But uh, I didn't watch – like, I was not loyal to the season. So um, what we were – my daughter, Olivia, loves that sitcom so, And I'll, I've got to just give it to probably one of the top three um, actors in all – I would say in all of television. And let's stay with comedies, sitcoms in, in television over the last – I guess forever. Phil Dumpy, to me, is top three – of all time this everything this dude says and does to me it just brings a smile to my eyes so the modern family finale was full of laughs and full of tears um i was very sad to see phil dumphy go so this is i'm pouring one out right now on the block for my man phil dumphy and the modern family cast thank you for 10 years of laughter do you see how dramatic i was with that that was very dramatic. I, I, I'm sure, hey, you know what the good thing is, is when he gets this message, he's probably going to be brought to tears, you know? But you know what I'll do is I'll tell him at the next realtor convention that we have. <laughs> yes, Don't worry. When I see him, when I see him at, um, you know, the uh, National Realtor Convention, I'll say, Mr. Dumpy, let me tell you something. I got a guy in Hickory, North Carolina, thinks you're top. <laughs> Hey, thank you for doing that, man. I'm going to give you like a little note if you don't mind passing it to Phil next time you see him. Uh, that would really make my day. That'd mean a lot. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, buddy, it's coming to the end of the show here. Um, I, You know, normally we talk about some people that have commented on previous shows and everything. And I did get a, a, a very interesting text that I didn't. Well, let me just I'll just I'll just end it like this. They said our last podcast remotely, and you know, because it was new to us. They said it might sound better remotely than it does when we're face to face. Could that be possible? Is that possible? No, I no. I, I think agree. those I think those people are idiots, and they have a real problem because I think. Well, actually, you know, after tonight, they're right. This is gold. <laughs> yes. Yes. Completely agree. We need to do it at nine o'clock remotely with uh, drinking hand every podcast. I agree. You know what? We ought to do it at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Why not 11 while we're playing poker online? Let's try that one. And watching Gremlins at the same time. I think that's good. And when the quarantine's over, let's do it at nine o'clock together. Me, you, Moose, in the same room. This, this, is, where, this is where gold happens. <laughs> 
Sounds good to me, Hank. Sounds good to me. Well, buddy, this is going to wrap it up. I'm so glad to see you. We don't get to see each other anymore, like face-to-face. We can only see each other on like a Zoom and Facebook Live. But it is good to hear your voice and see your smiling face. Please tell your family I said hello. Moose, you do the same, same buddy. And uh, we will look forward. What's co- Actually, before we leave, Hank, what is coming up exciting within the next week or two for you and your family? I mean, what, what's going on? What's going to kind of get us over the hump so we can get through this? Well, let me let me think about that. All right. You, we've got a lot of interesting things happening. We've got a no baseball, no soccer. We've got um, pollen piling up in our yard. We probably have mulch. We've got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. You know, that's a very depressing question. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> well, what, you, what what great things do you have going on? Well, thank you for asking, Hank. We've created this kind of cool campaign at Deluxe Printing Group where we are printing these things called Encouraging Stickers of Hope, where we are we printed just mass amounts of these stickers, and you can check them out if you'd like to purchase one at deluxeprintinggroup.com. Just click the head, header, Coronavirus Stickers. And you can order these stickers, and we're putting them all over the place. We're giving them to healthcare workers. We're giving them to teachers. I'm giving to the guy that delivered our, our DoorDash. So you, if you see these stickers around ta- town, there are words of encouragement like joyous or strong or proud or uh, courageous or whatever. So that is one thing that we are we are doing you know, here at our house and at our company to try to spread the word of positivity so we can find a light in this time of darkness. Hank, you see how I paused the drama right there? Did you see that? I paused. Yeah, that was a that was not a pause. That was a burp. I got to <laughs> burp. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put in a request for a sticker. Yeah, man. and I would like to say, big fan. Oh, right now, Hank. To be quite honest, that might if we put that out there, it could be the number one seller. It could be the number one seller. And, of course, we're giving half of all the proceeds directly to our local char- local charities and the food bank. So it's for a good cause. So out of you 12 listeners that are listening tonight or tomorrow, whenever uh, Moose decides to post this, jump on that website. Order a, order a decal. Encourage someone today. See that pause right there for drama? Do you, you feel that? Again, a burp. Well, anyway, one other thing to look forward to, Hank. So the NFL draft, they are going to do it all April 24th. So that will be some type of live sporting event because we have not seen one in so long. Even though they're not on the field, they will be drafting, which is always fun for me to watch. So we do have some kind of things to look forward to in the sport world, in real world. Um, we're, 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 We're getting there, man. We're almost there, bud. Let's stay strong. Yep. Let's stay. Let's stay social distancing. Let's stay quarantined until the uh, powers that be say, "Hey, it's time to to get out." Because we're almost there, man. I'm feeling. I'm feeling it. You feeling that same positivity that we're almost there? I'm feeling. Uh, I'm feeling something. I I, I got to feel something because uh, I, I will tell you that two nights ago, Harris and I watched Game One of the 87 world series. And, uh, I was entertained. That's how, that's how terrible it was. I got to tell you when the first batter comes up with a set of pony cleats on, yes. you know, in a different time in the a time and place in the world, I got to tell you, it was, it was something magical, but Kurt Gibson hits a home run and starts pumping that arm on the bottom of the ninth, dude. It was fantastic. And that's what, you know, that's what this time's all about. Sunday, you better be ready for 10 hours of Michael Jordan. Because I think, isn't that coming out on Sunday? Sunday, baby. I can't wait. They're already hyping in all the shows. I watched the Michael Jordan interview this morning on Good Morning America. Dude, this is going to be phenomenal. We are going to enjoy these 10 episodes so much. Can't wait for it. Start Sunday night. Sunday night. Be ready for it. I wish I wish I could binge that like I did Tiger King. Yes. Have you seen the new Tiger King just separate episode after the show that they're all it's like basically via Zoom? It is the worst thing on television. It was a money grab for get people to watch, you know, more bull. 
I really like the Tiger King itself, that kind of little series, but this extra show, oh, unwatchable, Hank. Don't watch it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna watch it. I barely got through Tiger King. I will tell you though, Ozark, that third season. Yeah. Hot. Jennifer's digging. Jennifer is digging thoroughly. Yes. Well, buddy, um, uh, I think that's gonna be a wrap. Uh, Andrew, thanks for putting it on for us, buddy. And uh, maybe we can get back to see everybody next week or the following. Hank, that cool with you? That's good with me. Whatever we can do, let's do it. Absolutely. And we might have another special guest, our next big fan. Uh, maybe two special guests, Hank. Who knows? You know, let's just bring them all in. Let's bring in the 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 let's bring in the big hitters for the next show. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Look forward to talking to you soon. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.